Welcome to the Acta Nombrega podcast. I'm Menti, and here we'll talk about business, freelance, mindset, education, mental health, life, personal growth, and everything to help you overcome your fears, know yourself, and create the life and career of your dreams. Each episode aims to provide you with motivation, inspiration, and advice to take control, achieve your goals, and elevate your life so you can take action as we believe in each other. Episodes in English and Spanish every week. of the Acta Number One podcast. Today we have a very special guest, my friend Davon Pigston. Davon is a college student studying exercise science with aspirations of becoming a physical therapist. But that's not all. He's also an entrepreneur at heart and he's actively pursuing his online business. Um, and despite having ADHD, Devon never lets that get in, in his way because he hassles a lot. So I wanted to bring Devon so that everyone out there who has ADHD and has a very entrepreneurial spirit can get something out of this conversation. So Devon, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. It is really an honor for me. And I really want to learn more about what you do. But before we go into that, like something that I enjoy about what most of the podcasts is having you know more of an insight of the person and why they do the things they do so I would like to bring you back to your childhood and maybe learning more about your story how you learned you had ADHD so could you please tell people a little bit more about you and your background and why you decided to you know start studying exercise science when you found out you had ADHD and yeah how how is your life uh, developing from there So I know we can all sum this up in like five, 10 minutes, but you know, with ADHD years, we're going to do this in 30 minutes or 20 yeah. minutes. So I'll try to condense it as much as I possibly can. But um, at least for ADHD, um, my mom pretty much said that, you know, the doctors pretty much diagnosed me, diagnosed me with ADHD. And honestly, growing up, I didn't really know what ADHD truly meant. Right. And So I would be on like Adderall here and there just for like school time, just so I can focus. Um, but I never knew like the real effects. Like I, I knew I was taking them, but I didn't think I was really just, it was helping me basically. But as I like grown up, you know, after high school and everything, I really understood what ADHD kind of was like a little bit more. And so now I understand why I do the things I do, whether that be like, I turn like a five minute story into like a 15 minute pretty much podcast like this or you know I could be um what's a good example um like for instance I could listen to a lecture that the topic doesn't really matter to me so I'm end up like just you know doing this with my leg or I might just not really focus when I'm trying to focus it's super hard to you know have my focus so that's when I learned how um that's when I learned that I had HD but I kind of picked up just like how I pick up a like a little bit of everything online and stuff like that when it comes to ADHD. Like, oh yeah, this is why I act like this because of ADHD. And I learned how I can like adapt to it just as like with studying or at like talking or just different types of stuff like that. So that's really it for ADHD. And as for, you know, let's say college, for instance, I grew up in a small town pretty much. Um, not really much going on in that small town even my like parents knew like you pretty much had to like commute like at least 20 minutes to like go to the movies or something like that or just like to find a good job probably so it was just like college was that for me and also I just wanted to get out of my environment of like being constantly around my family and constantly like I love them but like I need my own peace you know what I'm saying um so that's really the main thing that really got me to going into college and so With that being said, I wanted to be more independent. And so that's how I got into the entrepreneurial um, realm of things, especially online business and stuff. Wow, I love it. And I want to like, as you know, for like most people listening to this, they're probably most interested besides from the ADHD, they also want to know more about the online entrepreneurship that you're pursuing. So could you maybe tell people what is it that you do or that you want to achieve with your online business? Okay. So one thing that I do want to achieve with online business is like something that I can do that's just, it just, it feels like second nature to me. Like I got into where studying is kind of like second nature, where it's like, it's kind of almost a hobby, right? And so I'm trying to like work on that with um, online business. So right now, personally, I don't have an online business that I can really say, oh yeah, like I do Amazon FBA or I do, you know, for instance, 
freelancing or anything like that, but I do have a side hustle that pretty much anyone can join or anyone can do pretty much. And that's pretty much online market research or market research surveys. So anyone can do it. It's not like the whole, you know, you watch this video or whatever for like one penny. It's actually like you fill out the survey, you get called up, um, a recruiter calls you, kind of confirms everything and then books you to like a date. And then you probably might be talking for an hour, 90 minutes, whatever, um, just about some kind of opinions. Like, let's say, for instance, for you, if you want to do like 90, like it's a 90 minute study about hair care, right? You might have the hair product that they want, or you can actually try a product and all that's going to be for like $100, $150, you know, it depends on the survey and company. But you know, and see, here's the AHD part. I get too much into like a little mode and I forget everything in the question. So <laughs> did I answer your question? Yeah, definitely. And that's, a, is that a, a thing that it's only in the US or like can anyone anywhere in the world try that? So anyone can, but if you're outside the US, you will have to deal with like different kinds of obstacles. Like there's some people who may be in like, this is an example, like maybe Brazil or something like that. And you may need to use like an app, maybe I think it's called text now, or you might have to use an app to kind of bypass a lot of the obstacles, but it's still doable, right? Mm -hmm. You can still, you know, do what you gotta do, make your money. Um, just may need a little assistance, may need a little assistance from some softwares to make it work, but anyone can pretty much do it, but it's more easier if you were in the US. Right, yeah. And you can also, I think you can also test uh, virtual, products right like maybe you can test uh I don't know uh I can't think anything off the top of my head right now but <laughs> maybe you could try a new app or something like that right yeah yeah it just depends on what the company is really asking for because like I know for instance for me um I filled in a, a toothbrush survey or yeah it just basically saying like have you tried electric toothbrushes da 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 and so once I got accepted and everything, they sent me an electric toothbrush from a well-known brand. And so I got to try that with the app. So it was showing me basically like as I'm brushing my teeth, it's showing me how to do it. And it's also like it gives me like the um, review of how well I did. Right. What areas could I improved on and everything. So it was a definitely fun side hustle to get into. And if you're you can all do it like 100 percent online, I do it 100 percent online. Or you can do it like drive to like one of the company's like places and you can actually test like taste test, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Because so, like it's a, it's something easy to do and like you get to keep the products, right? Besides. Yeah, I wish. I really no? want that toothbrush one. No. Can you, you imagine like they reuse the toothbrush? <laughs> oh my God. But it's just like they're already getting out of money. I don't know what they do with that. <laughs> yeah. We, sometimes we kind of make jokes. Like I'll make a joke in the group chat. I'll be like, like there was one person who used like um I think it was lip filler like they had to use a lip filler for a study, yeah yeah I know that's up your alley, oh. <laughs> yeah so she was using it and everything but of course they wanted it back and so it's like dang they really want your DNA huh <laughs> so you know as long as I'm getting paid it's it's okay it's it's a small sacrifice it's okay. you know yeah and it's uh, it's also something easy that anyone can get started with I mean some sometimes people are like scared of like jumping in a freelance business, but this is a cool way to start. And it also gives you an advantage because you get to learn more about the market. You get to learn about pain points as well. Like if you, for example, want to start a copywriting business uh, or you want to start something with marketing, like it gives you an advantage or maybe even user experience because it is part of it. Yep, exactly. Um, I do want to just say in online business in general, if you're not doing at least a side hustle, you're doing yourself a disservice. I'm just going to set that out right now because the thing about it is like, for instance, the pandemic, which was like, it seemed like it was yesterday, but it was like, let's say four years ago, three years ago. And the thing was, it's like, it laid a lot of people out of their jobs, right? Like people who maybe even providers getting laid off their job. So they, they're pretty good with their money, but let's say about the other people who are not good with their money, they're living paycheck to paycheck. And so if you get laid off of that job, they're not the landlord and whoever you're like paying tax uh, bills with, they're not going to stop for you. <laughs> they're not. They don't care where, what situation you're in. You're going to have to pay regardless or you're going to be evicted. So 
it's good to have a side hustle, whether that's freelancing, surveys, whatever, because at the end of the day, if you can rely or not rely, but like, let's say you get your job money and then also your side hustle money, that side hustle money can either pay for groceries, a bill or two or anything, right? Or you can put into your savings account just in case if something happens, then, you know, you have that money. So if you're laid off your jobs, you're good, you know? So that's all I have to say is like, take the time to really look at the different types of online businesses and then, you know, utilize the resources at hand, where that's looking at your story or looking at maybe my story or looking at someone else's story. Figure out how you can get to that point where you can have extra money, another stream of income, and then, you know, keep going with it, right? Yeah, I agree 100% with you there. And also, especially for us, people with ADHD, we're not very good with money. That's, uh, it's, it's, it is true. I mean, I am good with money in a way because like I am a little bit of a minimalist. I just spend money on food, to be honest, and travel because I love traveling. But I do know that many people uh, end up in debt or like they really have a bad time. And it is important for them to have a side hustle, like you say. And I, I love what you said, that if you're not doing that, you're doing it yourself at this service. And I truly agree with that. And especially people maybe watching this in Argentina, those who speak English, like here, the situation is so, so complicated in terms of you know, there's no jobs, the jobs don't pay well. And like, you could be, if you start a side hustle, whatever that is, you could be making a couple hundred dollars. You could be, some people can do thousands of dollars. Like that depends on you and how much time you want to like give yourself to that and how much research you do and, you know, how well you do the job and how much you try. Because some people, you know, when you got your first um, survey, like, did it take you a long time to get the first one? Because so many people, like I see people that message me and they're like, oh yeah, I opened my fiber, but I don't, you know, I, I didn't sell anything. Like, dude, I didn't sell anything for the first three months and I, I was selling very cheap and I was working a lot, but I made it work. So I think that the, the secret is not giving up and like keep trying because there will come a point when it will start, you will have your first psychic and then you'll start learning what works and what doesn't but for you how long did it take you to to get your first one and how did you how did you find it basically i want to give the whole story of how it started all the way but just a tldr yeah just a tldr it took me because like i got a course to like learn it but after looking at everything which i think only took me a day it only took me like two weeks to get it booked get a mm -hmm. study booked my first one like maybe a week or two so wow that's that's mm -hmm. fast for I think it wasn't even a hundred dollars um I'm trying to think I think it was like maybe 75 dollars or something like that but regardless um within that month I was able to make back what I'm what I like spent pretty much on the course and everything else was profit so I'm gonna just talk about the story of how I got into surveys you know I put some of my money up and everything I'm just like you where I got I was skeptical so here's what happened so I've been following this person on Twitter, Instagram. Her name is like Nitty Saran, right? She does Instagram. She's like a, um, right now 17, but before she was like a 15, 16 year old, um, she made like Instagram pages that, you know, made money. She would like do her social media brands and everything like that. She's basically a young prodigy, right? And so with her, she did a live, she did an Instagram live with this guy named Agent Dooley, Jordan Dooley, right? And during the time he was like really advocating, you know, different things like, for instance, real estate, like wholesale real, real estate. Um, and he has some courses. Right. So naturally, when you're like looking at someone on a live, if you don't know this person, you're going to check their profile out. And so when I checked their, his profile out, I saw he had a few courses and one of them was um, SMU, which was Simon University. That's the survey course. Right. Uh -huh. And. When I saw that at first, I was like, okay, cool. And then I went on with my business, but I followed him, I think, during like during that live, right? And so after a while, I kept seeing his stuff, right, on my wall. And so I was like coming closer and closer and closer to keep like, you know, I should buy this, I should buy this. But of course, I still had that skeptical, being skeptical about it, right? And so I waited, right? I decided, because I was getting my first credit card during this time. This was like two years ago, I think, or one year ago. I got my first credit card and I saw that he was, he had a deal, right. For like, you know, $99 or whatever. I was like, okay, bet I'm going to do that. Right. 
So I waited, I waited until I got like really pay or, you know, just in case like anything happens, I will pay off. So I have my hundred percent payment history. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, we, we ain't playing with that. Um, so I decided to get the course on that, um, on that credit card. And within that month, I just decided, okay, I'm going to watch the whole, whole course for like a day to like three days. And then we're going to take action. I did that. I don't remember. I think I, it took like a day or two. And then within like the month, I made back that same money. You know, of course, I don't get the incentive right then and there, but like I booked in to where I booked enough uh, studies to make back what I, you know, originally spent. Right. And, and so after that, everything's profit. So there's really no risk once you already made your money back. Now it's time for you to keep it going to make it, you know, 10x that. Right. Right. So. But like looking no. back, I'm just I wonder something. Sorry that I stopped you there. But like looking no, back, no, do you think good. that uh, you need to take a course to to start with that, or is you can actually like find it find the information online? What do you think? Both, but mm -hmm. mainly, of course, I'm going to advocate the course only because of mainly the community, right? Oh yeah. So I feel like, like you get the contacts. Right? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you ADHD good. moment. You get the contacts, right? Yeah. So in the course, I was able to understand what to put down, um, what companies I can apply for and what companies can I like, you know, already sign up for it to my email mm -hmm. and everything. It's just mainly like you can find a lot of this, like, let's say you want to learn video editing. Like that's something I'm trying to learn. You can learn that all online, right? On YouTube or whatever. But of course, makes it more condensed yeah. and easier to figure out and find. Right. That's why you took, you know, I think it was Alex's course, right? Yeah, it's about Alex's course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was more condensed and easier for you to like really know, okay, yeah, this makes sense. Let me do this. And then you can look for it any other way. So I say the course, you can look for it online, but a lot of companies can be like more of a scam red flag. Yeah. So it's better to kind of have like verified companies and then also a group chat where you're around like-minded people that can also help you on that journey too. And that's what made it really worth getting, right? So I think you can do it yourself, but you'll have an easier time with the course. And besides when you have it where you spend this much money and you do, you get these surveys, like let's say two or three that makes that money back. And then the rest is profit. You're pretty much, the risk is not that bad. Mm -hmm. The risk right. is pretty much risk-free as long as you have those initial surveys and you get that incentive. Yeah. So that's why I would say, I, I say you can definitely do it yourself, but it's more likely to succeed if you get in the course and get into the group chat, in my opinion, right? Yeah, because you get the help. That That is true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, when I started copywriting, for example, I didn't, I, I hadn't taken any course at the moment, but there, there came a point when I was like, I do need to take a course because I do need to step it up. And I like the course paid for itself it was it was not a cheap course but to me it paid it paid it for itself very quickly because it gave me better skills than what I had like I already had some of the skills but like it was so much easier from then like you get so many resources and you get the contacts and you know you get you get a community of people who are doing the same thing that you get you get to ask questions too so if people have the money to take a course and they know that the person is legit I would recommend taking the course because like learning doesn't hurt anyone like on the contrary but at the same time I do I do think that if you don't have the money like you can start like and you should start like there's so much information outside there are podcasts there are YouTube videos there's anything it's just googling and trying to find what works for you and then once you start making the money and if you want to step it up you can always take a course so it's just a matter of like you know seeing what works I guess exactly, exactly. Um, and now I want to ask you something. So you you are okay. studying uh, exercise science, right? So how yeah. do you how do you find the time to fit all of this in? Like, do you do you have any any tips for people with ADHD and not just ADHD, like you know, just trying to juggle with between different things? Because yeah, study takes a lot of time. I remember yeah. when I was a student. Uh don't act like you oh you're not old. Um, how old do you think I am? Oh, I already know the answer, but I'm not going to say oh, it. Oh, you do know. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been a <laughs> long time since I was at uni, so I do remember yeah. the struggle. <laughs> so what can you tell people <laughs> listening to this? And So 
honestly, I still have a struggle with managing my time. So I may not be the best one. Oh, wait, I'm losing you. To answer this, but overall. Wait a moment, I'm losing you. Um, are we there yet? There, there we go. Perfect. My internet connection okay. is unstable. Argentina oh, problems. No, it's me. It's me. It's Argentina. <laughs> no, we're back. Maybe, we're back. Maybe I should, so you were saying? Maybe I should download. Oh. Oh, WhatsApp or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're we're back. Yeah, I can okay. hear you. So, basically, at least with surveys, it's it's super flexible. Like all you really need is like maybe thirty minutes of just filling the surveys out. Like you, everyone has filled a survey out, whether it was for a focus group or just for like, let's say school, like how did, how did this professor do? Or like, basically how, like, are you like smoking or drinking? Are you doing drugs? You know, that kind of survey, right? right. So everyone has done a survey, whether they want to believe it or not. And so all it really takes is doing like maybe five to 10 surveys. So maybe take 30 minutes, an hour at max. You can do in the morning or you can split it up in a day and then do your regular schooling, do your job, um, study for like two to four hours if you really wanted to. Um, it's just a matter of like finding what works and how can you squeeze it into your time. So like, let's say you wanted to, I wanna say freelancing, but I don't, let's, Let's try freelancing, right? So let's say you already have an established one where it's making some money, like let's say 500 a month, I guess. Um, you may have like three clients or yeah, three people that you have to fulfill, three orders that you have to fulfill. So you can probably work on that in the morning, work on like one of them in the morning and then work on it later on in the day. Um, but your classes and your work is like top priority basically. So. Mm -hmm. Focus on those first and then add the times in like, you know, either before or afterwards, just right. kind of test around with it, you know? So one, one tip that I can say that will probably help a lot of ADHD people, map your time hour by hour. I'm trying to work, I'm working on it myself, but map your time hour by hour. Yeah, see, you, you understand, you know, you know. Yeah, I try to. <laughs> So do you do you do you do a uh, time blocking or so you, you don't you don't wing it at all so do you do like time blocking too have you tried it i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna lie i do kind of wing it because it's just like <laughs> it's just like I'll, I'll have like a whole ambitious like schedule of like okay i'm gonna wake up at like five six seven a.m and then i'll try to like you know study for this hour do this uh, for the other hour but then it's like I try waking up at five or something like that. Then I'm wanting to stay in my bed all until like 630. And happens. then I get up. Yeah. And then I get up. I'm trying to study or I'm trying to like work on a homework, but it takes me longer than an hour, like maybe like two hours, if anything. That's the problem. That's the, I think that's the biggest problem that people with ADHD have is that we are not good at calculating how much time a task takes us. Like sometimes I'm like, yeah, I got this. I'm going to do it in 30 minutes, one hour tops. And then it's like two hours in and I'm still like struggling. <laughs> so yes. It happens. <laughs> so I you're not alone it. there. It, it happens. It's common. <laughs> it's just like, having I a just... little bit of grace with yourself too. It's like, you need to understand like you're, you're a fucking human being. You have ADHD mm -hmm. and you're doing all of these amazing things. So yeah, just like have some patience with yourself. And I'm saying this to myself too, because sometimes <laughs> I'm like, why can't you do it, Veggie? What the fuck? And like, I oh, know. complicated. <laughs> I hate when people are like, oh yeah, I got done with this in 20 minutes. And then here I am yeah. getting done an hour, hour 30. <laughs> Just getting ready. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, it's so horrible. But that's basically what I would say is just like, at least know what you got to do. And then at least aim for like, let's say you have five on your to-do list. At least aim to get done with two to three. Like that's even a win. And if you just feel like you can't, or it just feels like, you may be just laying down, you kind of like, you know, the little ADHD paralysis or paralyzed where you're just, Darn. yes, you're just like this. And then you're just thinking like, I should be doing something. Yeah. But then you just, you just can't just, you know, accept it and, you know, go for it the next day. You know, it's not yeah. that big of a deal. Just try. I to laugh at it, more. but it's not funny when it happens. Like it's, I'm, 
it's either laugh or cry. <laughs> so I prefer to go with yeah. laugh, but it is, uh, it's, it's fucked up when that happens. It's, it is hard to get yourself out of there. But are, do you have any tips for people to get themselves out of there? And like, you know, when you said like, wake up early, like, you know what I've been lately, I've been struggling a lot, like to wake up early. I've been waking up super, super late because I can't sleep at night. Like I find it super hard and, you know, uh, bedtime procrastination, um, revenge. I don't know. What was the name? Bedtime. Re no, wait. Mm. bedtime revenge procrastination something like that was the name but basically it's like trying to make up for all the uh lack of fun that you didn't have during the entire day at night so like you want to do, you mm. finish super late your day and so you want to watch your favorite series or a movie or just chill talk to a friend like scroll on social media because you didn't do it the entire day and you want to do it at night so you you end up sleeping super late and then of course you wake up super late and then because you wake up later then all your schedule it's like you know it moves and then it have you know the same thing happens over and over and over it's like very hard to get yourself out of that cycle do you get that too see i have a negative feedback loop where well actually i have a positive feedback loop technically where it's like i'll go to bed late like let's say 11 12 p.m and then i'll wake up early five six seven a.m wow so it's how like, do you do it i'm just always like it doesn't matter what happens i'm always gonna wake up early because that's just how my body is but like mm. it's just like yeah i, I kind of do a lot of my stuff in the morning i slow i kind of be slow and stuff during like 12 or 1 later in the day like around about this time right mm -hmm. um and then at night that's when i have a little bit of energy and that's when like oh yeah i can i can like maybe play a game or something i can watch netflix that's just usually my chillax time and whatnot but um yeah i don't really have any tips on that one <laughs> just, uh, but because just, you you wake up early yeah, some some people have that uh that thing that you know it's, they just wake up super early no matter what like my mom gets it like she could sleep super late one day but she's mm -hmm. always going to be up at the same time unfortunately me like my body needs eight hours or like nine hours of sleep like it fucking needs it and even though if I tried like even if I tried to to wake up earlier I just like I can't like my body can't do it so I think it all comes down to nice. maybe managing the day better and allowing yourself to have like you said this time to chill and do something that you enjoy but not very late in the night because then this is what happens <laughs> Mm -hmm. And this is me talking to me and like trying to be like, okay, my tea, you get, you get to start doing that. <laughs> yep. But yeah, definitely. And now I, I want to Yeah, go ahead. So I know how you constantly say, oh yeah, this is a note to me. So my mom, she used to like, I, I like talking to myself, right? I like ho have a whole full blown conversation in my own yeah. room. So <laughs> is it weird? to have a whole conversation with yourself and even answering your own question oh my or... god no i do it all the time isn't that an adhd thing well i don't know I think so. my boyfriend has adhd he doesn't do it but I, i'm mm. just fucking weird maybe we're weirder than other people with adhd yeah. who knows but i do know of other people who do it but you know why it helps at least for me because like don't you get like too many voices in your head and like it's hard to focus yeah. on one if you're not on your meds um so it's a good way to actually listen to at least one of those voices <laughs> So yeah. I actually do. I have like entire conversations and actually you're actually going to laugh at myself, at me, but like, you know, I speak other languages because I'm not, I'm not a native, as you can tell, I'm not a native English speaker, but most of the thinking I do it in English because it's a more practical language, but you'd be surprised because Spanish is a more abstract language. And it's super interesting because like if I have to think about my feelings and how I'm feeling about something, I would be having like a conversation in Spanish, but then out loud but then I would have like the interviewer in English because she's like more practical and like more you know she she goes straight to the point and like she would make the questions this is so fucking fucked up that I do this um but it happens like I I have like these conversations with this different languages out loud or in my head and like they help me maybe make a decision or see something clear or I don't know just set a priority for the day because maybe I have so many things to do for the day and like if I don't do the you know if I don't start talking out loud maybe I won't be able to find the the priority I know it sounds yeah. crazy but no, it is it something we do <laughs> I do it just to hear myself like really well like I can hear myself in, inside my head but it's like 
I gotta actually hear it like sometimes like yeah. you know how like you may can still hear like whatever series you may watch but you still put on subtitles yeah like True. it's not even it's not even an anime it's not even Japanese so you know <laughs> <laughs> like you you yeah. can hear it but no, nah, you got to see it in subtitles. But yeah, no, no, that was definitely good. Sorry for interrupting you, by the way. No, it's okay. It's, it's super interesting that to hear that other people do that too. Because like, sometimes I feel like a weird, but like a weirdo. It's no, it's common. It's common in people with ADHD because so many people actually told me that they do this. And it's also common, crazily enough, in people who, are, who speak other languages too. And maybe they don't have ADHD or maybe they don't know that they have ADHD. But I do know that other people who speak other languages, they do the same thing. So it's yeah, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. So now I, I want to ask you something. Um, mm -hmm. So talking about all of this, you know, the ADHD and like having, you know, finding a new challenge every day or or whatnot. So can you speak of a time when you had to overcome a big challenge or anything like that? And like what it taught you? What did you learn from that experience? Because yeah. I think that that's one of the biggest issues with people who want to start a business online or, uh, you know, just freelancing or who have ADHD alone uh, encounter with. And then once they do, they just, you know, they they give up. But you're not a, I know, and I can tell you're not a person who would give up. So I would like to hear your input there. Well, I never told you that. I, I'll be honest with you. I'll be, I'm going to be completely honest, transparent. I have definitely given up plenty of time. Like for instance, social media marketing agency. So you start an agency where you out like you talk to um, different business owners and you try to give them a service, like let's say video editing, right? Or mm -hmm. short form content. You reach out to the business owners like, hey, I can help you, you know, with short form content for, you know, just to help you shorten your time on the business, right? Or help you not waste too much time. So for that business, that's just personally, like, I kept trying it over and over different times. And it's just like, it just doesn't click for me. Like, I just don't personally like it, I guess. So I would say. Well, that doesn't mean that you gave up. That means you found out you didn't like it. Like, why would yeah. you continue? Like, you need to know when to quit. Like, if you don't like something, why would you pursue it if you don't like it? Yeah. It was just more or less like, I kept, see, for me, I kind of have that little mind or a little, like, voice in my head where it's like, you're not doing enough you're, you know, you're doing good, but you could definitely do better. Or, you know, why is it, you know, I just have those kind of like thoughts in my head where it's like, you got to be doing better. Right. And so in that business model, it was just like, I could, but it just wasn't, it just was something that I just didn't want to go through kind of. So it's just more or less like, if you're starting this journey and whatnot, you're going to like bump your head plenty of times. And you're probably not going to like a lot of it. But you mainly just have to like kind of experiment around, see what you're really going to like. Instead of just, you don't want to have shiny object syndrome, but at least give it like, let's say two to three months to see if you could really stick to this like mm -hmm. business model. Are you going to make it work? Like there's going to be a lot of like mindset shifts that you're going to have to take. And that's why it's also good to have a community. I hope that answered your question or did I? It did. It did. And I, something that I want to tell you is that if that's the voice you hear in your head, actually good news for you, because like you could be hearing something super negative, but in the fact that you're listening, like you can do better. It means that you believe in yourself. It means that you know that you can do better. Maybe now it's not the time. Maybe you're tired. Maybe you, of course, you're like, you're studying at the, like, you cannot go all in with this, of course, because you're studying. But to me, that means that you believe in yourself and then you know that it, you you got it in you. So I don't know if you ever saw it like that, but when I was listening to you saying that, that's what I was thinking. Because I know people that have a very negative self-talk, self -talk, like, you know, I cannot do it. Like, I'm, I, I suck at this. I'm terrible. But the fact that you know that you can do better, that means that you believe in yourself. And that, to me, is like a huge advantage because there are so many people that don't believe in, in themselves. And like, yeah, the fact that you do know that it's, I, I don't know, I think it's a, it's a different way of seeing it. And I hope that it helps you maybe in the future know that once you have the time and, you know, the, the bandwidth and the energy to pursue that, you know, that you will achieve it because you know that you got it in you. Yeah. Um, I think personally now it can definitely be detr detrimental here and there. But I think for me personally, negative self-talk kind of like motivates me a little bit. Like, for instance, I remember I wasn't really like 
for surveys is easy to do, but at the same time, it's like, sometimes I may not just do it just because like, I kind of put it off or whatever. It just, I think it's an ADHD thing or it's just, it's just a simple human thing. Right. Mm -hmm. But I will put it off. And then the fact is I saw that different people, like, for instance, there was this one girl in the group chat that said she's making like a thousand, like $1,200. Right. And that's like her low month. Yeah. Like she was saying that's her low month. Oh my month. God! What? What she am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> what? But she was saying that was her loan. Alone. Yeah, she has yeah, that um, team. Wow. No, it's like it just builds up over time. So like you can book in like a hundred dollar survey, and you keep on booking it within the month, mm-hmm. and then it's going to equal to like a thousand, maybe two thousand, depends on how the month is and everything. But she was like. I don't remember. I think she said a thousand was her short month or that's like her slow month. And so I got kind of mad. I was like, what? that's your short month. And I'm like, okay, look, I'm, I'm, I'm getting in, I'm getting locked in and I'm going to mm-hmm. do this. And so as I got mad, I think I made like 1.5 K during that month or whatever, or the next month. Cause I was right. like, are you getting, you're competitive, right? Like with yourself, just a little bit, just a little bit. Oh yeah, within myself for sure. Yeah. Well, that's I always a good want to thing. be better than me. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was just like, look, you can't be you can't be lazy no more. I'm almost swore over here. But you can't be lazy no more. Like I gotta, I gotta at least get to that month or more. Cause I think I was like at two hundred dollars during that time. And I was like, look, right. tight up, like keep going. <laughs> so I just, you know, I use it as motivation. And that's the thing about it, is like figure out what works for you, whether it's like you need a little bit of negative self-talk, but not too detrimental, or you might need positive reinforcement, or you might mm-hmm. need an accountability partner, right? right? And it just depends on what works for you. Yeah, that's true. Everybody's different. Uh, I know for me, negative self-talk doesn't doesn't make it. I'm more like positive, but sometimes mm-hmm. I do push, try to push myself. I'm not going to lie. And like, yeah, you know, you could be better. You know, you, you can do this. So like continue, you know, mm-hmm. that it's possible because you know people who do it. Uh, but yeah, it can be hard at some points, especially if like if you're uh, I don't know comparing yourself nowadays. This is something that happens very often because of social media. This was not something that maybe was I don't know happening a lot before. But since we have social media, it's hard to like not compare yourself to others, but know that your mm-hmm. your journey will not be the same as mine and as other people. So it, as long as you that like you do better than you did before you know you're winning and mm-hmm. you you know that some, there will be points in time when of course you may not have uh you know I've had moments in my career where I made a lot of money other times when I didn't that much and I know that it's gonna be it's not always gonna be linear if you're doing something for yourself like that is something that we need to understand and the fact is just don't give up like if you have a bad month don't give up, like continue. Cause you know that if you did it before and if other people are doing it, you know that you can do it. So how do you handle that? Like when something doesn't go, like, let's say you had a very good month and then the following month it's not as good. So how do you handle that mindset so that it doesn't make you quit? Cause some people do actually quit when, when it happens. I'll say it's definitely discouraging, but at the end of the day, I have to remember that's online business. That's the name of the game pretty much. You're not going to always make, let's say, $1,000, $2,000 a month or however much you're making. It's going to be ebbs and flows. It's not a linear path. So it's just more or less having that mindset shift already and just kind of like saying, look, this may be a slow month, but we're going to keep doing what we got to do, right? Keep Don't, don't lose sight of what we got to do. Maybe even take a little break, like maybe a day or two or even a little week, maybe if you got to, but got to keep going, got to just keep, keep it out, keep, keep um doing it, right, because it's going to happen to everyone, no matter who it is, like, your slow month is probably a blessing for another person, it's just, mm-hmm. you just have to kind of yeah. reframe in your mind, kind of. Yeah, so. you're absolutely right, and now, uh, before we, we start wrapping up, I want to ask you something, so what advice? Oh, I have a question you- too. Yeah, go ahead. But it's going to be like a whole different thing. But that's only before like the last question. Okay, let's go with the, it's not the last question, but 
So what advice would you give someone who wants to pursue an education and entrepreneurship at the same time? Because like I said, I don't remember what it was like. I do remember, but I cannot imagine like pursuing my own career. Like when I was studying, I was working a nine to five, but I cannot imagine how it would be like to run my own business or try to run my own business while studying. So what advice would you give that you are in that position to people who are doing that? So I would say definitely figure out how you can make the time work because you're going to have to dedicate the time for everything. There's going to be sacrifices like where that's with friends and stuff. Figure out what you got to do. So even if you got to make a list of priorities, like school might be on top and then work and then your business or whatever, but make that time, you know, available. So like, let's say, for instance, you want to learn freelancing, right? Even if it's like, let's say you're just starting with one course, like let's say Alex's course, you want to at least spend like maybe your breakfast time to like watch the videos, like at least 30 minutes to an hour, mm -hmm. just yeah. however it takes for the breakfast. Cause like, I'm sure a lot of us are iPad kids where we have the phone right there and we're just eating, you know? So definitely do that, learn and then watch it back again when you're done. This time take notes, right? And then figure out how can you implement, like, let's say I wanted to work on the business an hour or two in the morning before anything I do, right? So you're going to just, you just have to schedule and block out time, like hour by hour, pretty much how you want to have it. And if it doesn't go the way you want it to, it's okay. Have, you know, some time to just think like, okay, this is okay. It happens. And then re like, you know, do your schedule and see if you can fit this into that place and whatnot. And so that's pretty much the thing is mainly time efficiency, like take time to really like test around what works and what doesn't. Don't beat yourself up because it didn't work here or there. Just, you know, focus on learning how to have time efficiency, right? And mitigate any kind of excuses you may have like, oh yeah, I don't have time to do this business or I don't have time to watch the course or whatever. You do have time. You just got to really realize it and just kind of like work on your time efficiency skills. Mm -hmm. Like just like how I do, just like how a lot of people do. You're not alone pretty much. So- right. That's the main thing I would say, make sure you have time, whether that's like during your break too, or whether that's just getting some lunch and then you may be working on like, let's say studying, or you might be working on your business during that time where you're eating lunch or dinner. So just make, yeah, make time for what you time. want. Yeah, definitely. And before you start your question, and there's something I want to ask mm -hmm. you. Uh -oh. So would you would you ever think uh or would you ever like to make your own course uh on this topic like you know making courses online is something it's, it's it's not just a good source of income but you also get to help people maybe you can get to maybe you can make a cheaper course than the one you took and that would also be a stream of income for you have you ever thought of it a course yes but on the surveys no like I kind of did think about it but really I would just be an affiliate for this place because it right. has helped me so much and it's already built a good amount of people that already talk on it mm -hmm. so it would probably be like oh, but you have the that, option to to make a business out of it too like you can be an affiliate for them yeah yeah I can make it I can be oh, an affiliate. Cool. but the thing is I want to teach people how to make a how to grow a business not like a side hustle because exactly. the, the main downside to this side hustle is is capped at like an amount depending on how the companies are whether you're like the companies are actually like trying to get people on their studies or they could possibly let's say it, it could just be a slow month right you can't mm -hmm. really scale up yeah. to like three thousand four thousand you can but it's very rare right right so it's yeah. more or less i want to create a course on us on a business model that i find fun and, and fulfilling and now I can help people, even if they're starting from a broke college student all the way to like, oh, yeah, I'm making money even mm -hmm. after college. I can make this money on side with either school or whatever career I decide to go into. Right. So like for me, I'm thinking about physical therapy. I've been thinking about it for a while. So I want something that I can kind of tie in. So like I could be working physical therapy at first and then I can do this business afterwards because I love doing it. Right. Mm -hmm. So Definitely, of course, I would definitely think about, but right now I don't feel like I'm in the right 
Right. No, I'm talking like in the future. Yeah. So I definitely do, just not about surveys. It'll be something more mm -hmm. bigger. But surveys will right. be probably used as an extra tool to get that money to fund it, maybe. Right. That's, that sounds mm -hmm. amazing. So what was your question? I'm curious now. <laughs> so since I want to ask this, because I know you, you're in Argentina and you're always out and about snowmobiling and everything. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Snow skiing. So what would be your tips for someone who has never done it by themselves, what will your tips be to start solo traveling? Oh my God, I love this. Do you want to start solo traveling? Of course. Oh, I fucking love this. Well, I'm not the best at it because I didn't do much of it, to be honest. I'm just getting started. And it's, in a way, it's because like, I do like solitude. And also because I don't have mm. much people to do it with uh, yeah. because of the situation here in Argentina, like people don't even, even like they, maybe they don't have the money or they were working a nine to five and they cannot ask, you know, they cannot just leave whenever they want. But uh, you, you have two ways of doing it. Like you can really go solo or there are companies that you can actually like you pay and they like they have this group of people that they all go alone. And that's that's what I did. Uh, I did it once. I did a solo trip on my own that was cool but it ended up for me at least in Argentina was a little more expensive than booking this company that you know they just because the thing is they they uh have like deals with all of these hotels and these places because they have a group of 20 people but 20 people who are on their own but you end up making making friends it's like yeah you go on your own but you're not completely alone now mm. for going completely on your own I would say instead of going to a hotel, go to a hostel, because like you can meet people there, amazing people there, people who do solo traveling a lot. So you can learn a lot from them. You can actually, if you if you want to hike or want to do something that is more adventurous, but maybe you don't want to do it on your own. And I wouldn't suggest doing that on your own, because like if you're, I don't know, if you're going up a mountain or something like that, it's not a good idea to really do it really alone I mean it's it's you can do it if you're somewhat experienced but I wouldn't do it if you're not so you can make friends at, at a hostel uh but yeah booking a hostel and having a bit of an idea before you go of like the things that you want to do but be open to change like don't have like a a set um itinerary because you might meet people there and you're like and once you're there things change let's you know I've been to places where I would read that, no, yeah, this is the place you have to go. But when you go there and you ask the locals or the people who are there, uh, maybe backpacking and they have already been around, they know the cool places. So, and sometimes like having everything figured out is not that good because you might miss on something that it's actually more fun, cheaper as well. And maybe because you have it booked before, now you miss the chance to maybe go with this group that you met at the hostel. So those would be like my biggest tips. But it also depends on where you want to go. So do you have like a, what's, what's the place that you want to, when you want to travel to? Do you have any, anything in mind? So I went to Travel Talk like a while back, like a month ago. And it said something about Costa Rica. So oh, maybe, cool. maybe some, that's just an idea, but it's all in the works. Just like thinking about it, you know, but I just had to ask since I know you like traveling. Being do it snow and everything do it you're gonna love it you're gonna love going on your own you're gonna meet amazing people that i can tell you uh just be open to meet people just go say hi say anything ask them something and you'll end up making friends okay i do want to ask about you know any game on traveling but i'll, I'll hold down a you know another time but i'm gonna give you another tip though that i learned from a Ooh. friend who travels a lot he told me that for some reason I don't know why, but booking a trip from the UK is cheaper than doing it anywhere else in the world. So if you have a mm. VPN before you, you know, if before booking your trip, go to a place like Skyscanner where you can see the prices and see what's cheaper, the cheapest, but don't do it from your uh, normal um, navigator. Yeah, Open like a private, yeah, incognito, just because they know you've been looking for the cookies. And <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, do that and try with the VPN too and change it. Like play around mm. with the VPN. Never put it in Argentina because it's never going to give you a good price here. <laughs> but that I can tell. But try the UK, try the US, try Australia and other and the countries in Europe and see. And the cheapest one, you buy it from using that VPN from that country and it will be the same. So that's, that's another see, good tip. 
imagine if you was an affiliate on your podcast, you could actually hook us up with a VPN you like. Yeah, that's true. I need, I, I need, I need that. Like anyone with a VPN who wants to sponsor me. <laughs> whoa, 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 make sure they're good. They legit now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so the last question that I wanted to ask you is a very open one. So is there any question no. that I didn't ask you and that I should have? No, nah, I can only think of questions for you. <laughs> no, about you. Like you're, you're the, the guest. Anything or anything that you want to say, like, to close it on a good note or to leave people thinking about something, anything? I think I'll, I'll just say this, be very self-aware with yourself and just or anything around you. Cause like I had like for ADHD people and just anyone else, like let's say if you have autism or anything around that area, we don't really have those social cues, especially depending on how you grew up in your situation. Like for me, I didn't grow up with the best childhood where I was playing around with a lot of people or anything like that. And so I became more introverted in nature, like during middle school, but like in high school, freshman year, I decided to just talk to different people. Cause like, I was like, Devon, you, you know, you want either friends or a girlfriend, you're going to have to speak up, you know? So I would say definitely focus on trying to you know have self-awareness within yourself and like understand like different kinds of things like for instance you possibly doing this could probably make other people uncomfortable so understand that and basically act accordingly like okay how can I do better right how can I do better for the next interaction or even just be self-awareness in business where it's like okay I'm not getting any results right now okay but that's gonna be fine because it's not supposed to be that easy if it was going to be easy everyone else would be able to do it so just have good self-awareness for anything in life universally and yeah that's my biggest tip i fucking love this now for people listening where the where can they find you so i'll be honest with you on that since we i i did think about this earlier i might be doing a social media detox but oh my god but I, that's just that's just me thinking right now. I, I don't think it's for sure, but we'll see. But you can, you know, find me on Instagram at Devon Pinkston. Um, you can find me Twitter at like Devon World, like W-R-L-D. I'm probably making a new Twitter on that. But that's pretty much where you can find me. Just search up my name. You might find me. I pretty much have a noticeable face, so. That's pretty much I'm going to leave yeah. the links below for people if they want to ask you anything that they found interesting in the podcast. And I really want to thank mm -hmm. you for being here. I I really love this podcast because like we got to talk about things that I never talked to other people. So I'm really happy to have you on. And whenever you want to come back and tell us how your travel went and we can make a podcast about solo traveling, you know that <laughs> you're welcome and you can always come back. Appreciate that. Thank, <laughs> thank you. you for coming. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to leave us a like or a comment or subscribe. That helps me come up with more content for you guys. Thank you.